This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. This year marks the 10th anniversary of Camden Repertory Theater, and to celebrate, founder Desi P. Shelton has brought one of her signature plays back to the stage, or in this case, a house. For Sale is the name of the play, and it's a site-specific theatrical experience happening at 445 Mechanic Street in Camden, New Jersey. In her emails, Shelton signs off with, I love this city, in caps, and when I reached out to book an interview, I got this message. Hey Christopher, it's Desi calling from Camden Rep. Anything for the South Jersey art scene, anything for Black theater, anything for theater period, yes. I'm down with it. I'll, I'll follow up with an email or you can call me back. We met up earlier this week to talk about the play, Camden Rep's mission to represent the urban female voice, and 10 years of creating innovative theater in Camden. What is this play about, and why did you decide to do this now? Okay, oh gosh, it's about so much. It's about slavery, it's about sex, it's about sisterhood, it is about community engagement, it's about uh, first-time home buying, it, upward mobility, social status, and why now, For because it's Black History Month, and I do want to honor that, and it's also a piece that can carry on into Women's History Month. And at first I thought it was irrelevant for this generation until all my little millennials that work with us at the company, they were like, oh my goodness, they called me professor. Oh my goodness, professor. These are the issues that we are still dealing with. And they absolutely loved it. So it's still relevant. And it made me feel like, wow, I wrote a piece of art way back when that's still current, that can still speak to this generation. For Sale started with a conversation with your neighbor. Could you tell me about that and how you transformed that conversation into a play? So I'm living in an apartment upstairs and we, in the downstairs apartment, we share the porch and she's a prostitute. The, and we, we were on the porch. I was waiting for my girlfriend to come pick me up. We were on our way to a barbecue in Delaware and I asked her and she's such a pretty girl and she's just clean and just sharp. Dress is really nice. Like every time I always tell her, you get the best dress award out there. You get the best dress award. So we formed the relationship and and I asked her, I said, when's the first time you started getting high? And she said at 12 and I said, okay, I put the ministry face on and the ministry face says you look just straight, you know, no judgments, no judgments. And I said, what? Smoking weed? And she said, no. And I said, what? And she said, crack. So then I lost the ministry face. Because I can't imagine a 12-year-old girl starting to smoke crack. That's just so foreign to me. Me and my Camden-born bred self is just still extremely foreign that you could really start a substance at 12 years old. So that reality hit me and... So we started that conversation and my girlfriend was pick, who was picking me up. We getting in the car. She's crying over this man, how he did her wrong. So I started telling her the story, sharing the story with her. And she started feeling sorry for the prostitute. And I'm looking at her like, honey, when she has an exchange with the man, she knows clearly what it is. And she ain't crying over no broken heart. She, but you, how many times have we been down this road where you're crying over a man and you're in fetal position and oh goodness and so it made it made me to start it made me question who should feel sorry for whom Hmm. and that's where 
one of the reasons why I wrote the play. This is the 10-year anniversary. Um, Could you tell me how you came to found a company in Camden? And why would I do that? Oh, my goodness. Who does that? Who does that? Who starts an arts organization in Camden? My goodness. Why didn't I just take my little Sarah Lawrence degree and go somewhere else like I had good sense? So I was working at the Walt Whitman Arts Center and... After the inaugural, my inaugural production, my thesis statement was I killed my baby's daddy. And it was a one-woman show playing all these characters. And we sold out the house. Like, we sold out the house on consecutive nights. And my executive, that's how I got my first job. My executive director said to me at the time, she said, it's obvious that you're important to this community. Because she didn't know me. And so she, she said, I don't know where I'm getting the money from. But I'm going to offer you a position. And she brought me on as artist in residence. And I absolutely love that job. I modeled Camden Rep after what she did. I never knew that you could enjoy work so much. You said in other interviews that you weren't always proud to be from Camden. But that's changed. I was in Paris. And I tell this story all the time. I was in Paris and they talked about the brain drain theory. It was a lecturer from Senegal. And... And I'm like, the brain drain theory. And he said, if they rob the city of the most valuable resource, which is its people, the intelligent people, and the the artists, you leave the city, you leave behind, you know what you leave behind. I was like, oh, wow, that's me. Because I was never coming back to Canada. Here you are in Paris. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yes, eating croissants, drinking great wine to learn this. Oh, my goodness. So... And because I was like that, oh, I'm never going back. For what? Like, that's how it was taught to us. You know, go to school, get your education, never come back. I think I answered that part of the call in my life, that tug that I felt in my life. And I knew that I was responsible to go back to Camden and to make sure that we have not only art, but great art and just a high quality. Like, even doing this site-specific piece one of the students said, oh, my gosh, a play in a house? Ew, what, what? we couldn't get a theater? So I had to Google them, the site-based specific theaters, like the seven com- companies all over the world that do it, and show them the article and just how, you know, cutting edge it can be. Mm-hmm. And it really, and that's always my goal, to always be current, relevant, and to bring it back to my city. Because I always feel like, They may never get the Broadway or they may never get to the West End in London, but it is my job as a Camden native to bring the closest thing to Broadway and West End London back to my city so that we don't cheat them out of quality art. You recently won a Leeway Foundation Transformation Award. What did that mean for you and your company? First of all, it was validation. It made me look back at my history. And see, when did I start this? And it made you realize you are who you are. Like, I was doing this in high school. Like, you were creating art. You were on stage. You were doing it with people. You were creating community long before it was trendy. Long before creative placemaking was trendy. You were really doing it. And the crazy part, my executive director told me that years ago. That that's what you're... She was like, oh, you're, you're ahead of the curve. You've been... You're, you're doing this. Community is important. Before I had to put it mm-hmm. on a grant, community making art with the community was important. That's that's one of the things I said in my interview. I said we're an organization in Camden, and 
it seems to me we're always going across the bridge to Philly to get their talent. I said, but Canada has talent right here. It just it needs to be cultured and it needs to be nurtured. And we do need to know what the national standard is, how it goes. Like I that's one of the things I say in rehearsal all the time. No, this is how they do it all over the world. Like I need you to know this. Like when you go somewhere and you put my name on a resume and camp the rep, I need you to know what standard procedure all over the world. It made me realize I am who I am because of that city. Like I can go anywhere and survive because of Camden. I'm proud it, I'm a hybrid. Like it helps me to, it helps shape how I view everything. Like going, going to Boston and I say this as a 17 year old girl coming from Camden in a row house, like you thought your, that was the perspective, you know, that was my perspective. And then when you realize everybody doesn't live like this, but there's value in what we have in Camden. For Sale started its run last week. And like we were talking about in the beginning of this conversation, um, you started writing this play after having a dialogue with your neighbor, who was a prostitute. Is that typical of your writing process? The art comes from the people. So it really comes, great art really comes from places just like Camden. It really comes out of, you know, out of that. It was like, you know, like great art, it comes out of the raw, the raw places in Brooklyn. It comes out the raw places in Camden. Those are where the great stories lie because that's where survival is. And if you can survive it, it's usually a great story there. Desi P. Shelton, thank you very much for thank doing the podcast. You. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate it. For Sale runs through February 26th. To learn more and get tickets, visit camdenrep.com. And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, go to jerseyarts.com. I'm Christopher Benincasa. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.